Welcome back to the After Dark Podcast, where we discuss topics that are none of our business. It's your boy, Black Mike, on the mic. We got Big Stir up top. You already know what it is. Make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube. Ring the notification bell so you can never miss an After Dark episode. Give us five stars and follow on whatever audio platform you're listening to, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, and all of our Samsung podcast lovers out there. We see you. Whew. All right. We are back for another episode. There's a lot we got to get to today. First of all, you know where we got to start off. Bigster, how you doing? Any updates this weekend? Was it chill? Was it good? Or was it light? Let us know. Good weekend, bro. Uh, what can I say? Good weekend. Good weekend. Um, it was just like, I just don't suggest drinking and having the ability to go on social media apps. Um, it's not ideal. It's not healthy. Um, but you still, you still drunk DMing people and shit? No, I won't do be doing that, but I'll be like, I just post stories and I'll be like saying dumb shit, like shit that don't make wait, sense. Wait, was your one fucking story montage for the weekend, was that you being drunk posting stories? Yeah, like, well, I was like on Snapchat, I posted, then I'm on Instagram posting. I never post on Snapchat, but like if I'm drinking, I try to post more on Snapchat than I do on Instagram because there's more people that I have on Instagram versus Snapchat. So it's a smaller community and I'm not really worried about that stuff. And plus my mom sees that stuff if she actually gets to it. So I'm not trying to like, like my coworker flaming. She was like, why'd you say Merry Christmas when you were in the, like doing the videos? <laughs> yeah, I, I saw all that shit. I saw that shit. You had some selfies up there. I was like, oh, my man was feeling nah, himself. Nah, the, the selfie was right after the cut, but I was on some. I told you, bro, that shit was insane when I got out of the barbershop. Like, I, my boy Yovan Cologne, bro, right up here in Charlotte, bro. If y'all ever need a cut, that is your guy right there. That's my boy. Loki, he be talking a shit ton. Like, he just talk a lot. Um, but I fuck with him. I fuck with him heavy, actually. But barbers, you know, Loki, are fucking superheroes when you think about it, dude. A good barber set you up right have you looking like because the crazy thing is when like there'll be times where i'm like damn bro mike you kind of letting yourself like <laughs> run amok right now like shit's been rough yeah i'll be thinking i need to fucking hit like two workouts a day like it'll have you thinking you out of shape and shit like if you like if your hair is all fucked yeah. up then you go to the barber shop and barber does a quick little 30 minute powwow and next thing you know is like shit all I needed was a haircut the whole time. Like, the haircut fixed all the problems no longer. It's like a haircut shed off five pounds. It was like, damn, bro. Like, you look a completely different person. Different, bro. You'd be looking different. That's for sure. I I do agree. But, yeah, he he had me looking right. It was a good time. Um, met, some, met some cool people. Um, it was very laid back. But other than that, that's really it. But um, with that being said, I don't want to ask you about your weekend unless something crazy happened. Just be honest. 
Ain't nothing crazy happened. So we're going to jump right into the show. <laughs> Ain't nothing crazy happened on my weekend. You know, it was a sad weekend. And for the After Dark listeners, they knew exactly why it was a sad and miserable weekend. But that's for later on to the show. We're going to we're going to let me chill for a little bit. We're not we're going to, you know, we're not going to dunk on me right at the beginning of the show. What we are going to do. So we're going to start off with. The performance that I hope, not feeling as confident after this weekend, but the performance that I hope the Cowboys will be there for, the Super Bowl halftime show who was just announced that Usher Raymond, Usher baby, Usher Raymond is the Super Bowl halftime show. Now, if you've been watching this podcast, we have actually had that discussion. I think it was like our first episode or one of our first episodes that we were talking about what the possibilities were. We brought up Usher. We brought up Ariana Bieber. We talked about how Kanye could do it, but he was, you know, he's just dumped off the deep end too much. You can never let him have a live mic in front of that many people in the world. Like that would never happen ever, but it's all settled. Taylor Swift denied. And now we got Usher Raymond as a Super Bowl halftime performance. Sterling, how do we feel about this? Did they get it right? Let me know. I think it's funny because I'm pretty sure one of us like actually predicted um, Usher like being the halftime show. I was team Usher. Yeah. Yeah, I think you did. And I was like, I think when you had texted me like, yo, Usher, Usher's a halftime show. I was like, damn, didn't didn't he say that already? And I was like, okay. And it makes a lot of sense. And I feel like it'll be great because obviously even over the past like, three or four months or even the past couple months with the whole Kiki situation with Usher. And then obviously Usher being Usher, I think, I think it'll be like a really cool, cool uh, situation. But with that being said, I also feel like um, there's always a lot of hype around who performs at the Super Bowl. So you got to bring your A game type thing. Like you can't be like screwing around and thinking it's going to be like a walk in the park. And I think he's a natural performer, so it should be pretty easy for him. But in reality, I do think there's, like, opportunity for it to flop to some, some degree. I don't know what you, how you feel exactly, though. So you think it's going to flop? I don't I... think it's going to. I said, I said there's a possibility. I think it's more likely to be successful, personally. But I think there's a higher likelihood of it flopping than a, somebody like a Taylor Swift or, like, a... Um, even a JB, well, actually, Justin Bieber might have been the highest flop rate, but um, I think his flop rate is much, much higher than what you would anticipate for most Super Bowl performers. I'm going to have the complete opposite take. I think Usher Raymond, with the, with the budget that they're going to allocate to a Super Bowl halftime performance, I think Usher could really has a chance to like be one of the better performances that we've seen in the past five or six years, like, and I'm pretty confident that he will be on that level of things. We got to remember that Usher Raymond has a Vegas residency and this Super Bowl is in Las Vegas. So this is just another weekend for Usher. Like he's just going out there, catching another check, another weekend for Usher, but he does his whole, he does 90% of his performance at his Vegas residency on rollerblades (laughs) on rollerblades. This nigga going to be out here 
doing a Sonic commercial in the middle of the Super Bowl halftime show. If he comes out here in rollerblades, it's a wrap, yo, because he can skate, like, really good. It's it's going to be crazy. I feel like since Jay-Z has gotten that spot and has been in charge of the Super Bowl halftime performances, because these are this is Jay-Z's selection. He That's what he does. Uh, he's like the culture guy. I forgot what his exact title is, but he's basically in charge of implementing the culture, implementing black culture. That's what, that's what it is. NFL hired Jay-Z like, Hey, black cultures in black cultures was hot, was hip. Let's make sure that NFL is on the right side of that every single year. And Jay-Z, what did he do? First time he came in, he gave us an absolute banger with Dr. Dre, Eminem, Kendrick, 50 Cent, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, absolute hitter of a Super Bowl performance. Then he turns around and he gives us Usher Raymond. And Usher's somebody that I feel like has been disrespected at this level because he should have been had this. He definitely should have. He should have. He should have had this. This is late because the Usher, like, if they did this in the prime of Usher's career, this would be so big. Like, it'd be one of the biggest announcements that they had because when Usher was Usher and he was putting out these hits back and forth, he was a name that every single person knew. And I still think he's a name that every single person knew, but I think what's going to happen here is going to have like a versus effect. I think that when he goes out there, he performs his hits. He shows his performance ability. Everybody's going to be watching. Nobody walks away during the Super Bowl halftime. They don't care who's playing. When fucking the only time I walked away was who was it? Was it like U two or something perform or something like that? Like you, Somebody, there's been some trash ones. I there's been some trash ones, but even then, you sit down and you watch it, and you're like, man, this shit sucks. No one really walks away, so everyone's gonna be forced to sit down, watch Usher perform. He's gonna show his talent, and then they're gonna rekindle on the hits because Usher's got hits, major hits. And they're going to rekindle over that. It's going to be the versus effect. Because a lot of people are going to be like, damn, I forgot how big Usher was. And you know what he's going to do then? He just announced he's got an album coming. He's going to drop that motherfucking album on your head. And it's going to be marketing Mm -hmm. gold. Absolute gold. They know exactly what the fuck they're doing, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, and obviously, I I think it was a no-brainer for Usher right now. Like I said, I mean, with with the past... I guess, like I said, a couple months with him being brought more back in the light with his whole performances and the, like I said, the Kiki situation. And I've been seeing him more than I am used to um, as of late. And obviously it's prime for him, especially in terms of an album. I mean, bro, it's like they're giving him a layup. They're throwing him an alley-oop. All he's got to do is dunk it. But it's pretty straightforward. And I think that he is going to have a lot of a lot of baby daddies upset uh again uh and that's just <laughs> that's just that's just what we're gonna see um and i think he's gonna have the ability to really kind of grasp a multitude of generations where it's not just like a gen zers because the gen zers just like millennials just like the people that are older than that i don't know generation x i can't remember all the generations but um every generation but the grasp for a 20-year span of like the popular not 20 years but like a basically two decades of people that listen to their music either growing up or a part of what they were doing so i think it's gonna be good 
But like I said, I think there's a higher likelihood of flopping. And I don't think that he's going to flop, but I just that's just what I'm saying. I mean, I can I can hear what you're saying. I think a lot of people there is a group of people who are a little bit skeptical of Usher uh being the halftime performance. I mean, before he was even announced, there was a handful of people who thought that, you know, he didn't even have the hits necessary to be a halftime performer, which I personally think is ludicrous. But, I mean, I can understand because people, we live in, like, a recency bias world today. So a lot of people will say, you know, he don't have – he hasn't put out a hit in a long time, so he doesn't have the hits to be in a halftime Super Bowl performance. But I think a lot of people also underestimate how much classics and how much those hit, even when you forgot, oh, man, I ain't listened to this song in a minute. When you hear it, it's – Nostalgic classic music will always hit harder than whatever is hot today. I'm sorry. That's just it's just a fact. Like if I come out here and I drop uh I don't I don't even know, just pick out anything from Drake's old catalog and I and I play it out of nowhere and you weren't expecting that, I promise you that old Drake hit is gonna hit harder than whatever's hot right now pay to uh paint the town red with doja cat it's gonna hit harder than that that's just nostalgic it's gonna take us back we're gonna get in our bag if i go out there and play no hands everyone who was in middle school during no hands knows that that shit's about to go stupid when that shit come on so that's i well, mean two go points ahead. funny enough one of my coworkers is talking i was like yo like what even type of music you listening to? Is like Walk a Flock. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, someone's still listening to Walk on a daily basis. But he's like, I've just listened to all the old stuff. And he's like, that shit goes hard. I'm like, bro, that shit's crazy. But then I think to myself, I'm like, damn, that shit really does go hard. Like every single time. Like, I'm sure you probably heard it at college parties, like easily. And think about it. By that time we were in college, it was what? Four years old, somewhere around there. That song, like, I know No Hands probably was, and then... Well, No Hands came uh, out in middle school, so that shit was old. Yeah, yeah, so, and then I was just looking up, I, one of the first Usher songs I thought about was him and uh, Young Jeezy, Love in This Club. That shit came out, came out at the beginning of 2008. 2008, bro, we were all 11. That's wild. <laughs> That's wild. I was, I was thinking, but I mean, like I said, I mean, we're gonna obviously expect him to play older songs, but it's like it's just good, good to hear things you don't hear often because we nowadays everything gets very like played out, um, and I think that is what can j kind of dry a lot of people out at the end of the day. Like we can. That's why when Drake's talking about this um, new album he's got coming out. Uh, this was be like, oh, it's all like all my old stuff. It's like, like you said, it's like, yeah, this still could be bangers and then become classics in the next like six or seven years. They'll be like, oh, damn, like I remember that song off that album. But it's like, bro, you play the songs like a, a Marvin's Room or a Practice or uh, Proud of You, those types of songs, like they hit. They're just going to hit every single time you play them um, just because of the longevity of the music. Now, like we've spoken about before, it's not as built for longevity is quick it's built for quick hitters and usher has longevity let's just be honest about that so i mean i'm excited man i'm excited i know my, i know my mom's gonna be excited to watch um I, I don't know about my dad but we'll see <laughs> <laughs> um and i know a lot of ladies and gentlemen like um are excited to like 
witness what could be a really great halftime performance. At the end of the day, like you said, we're going to watch it anyways. Yeah. It it can't be any worse than whatever the fuck Rihanna put out last fucking Super Bowl. That shit was trash. I don't care how much we love Rihanna. I don't care that she was pregnant. She shouldn't have she shouldn't have agreed to do the Super Bowl halftime show when she was pregnant cuz that shit was garbage. Oh, Snorefest. There was so 2008 it was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I don't even know who that is. Um <laughs> god. <laughs> 2009 it was bruce springsteen and the e street band and then 2010 it was the who um thank god thank god rap took over white america so we could get these niggas the fuck away from super bowl halftime shows you see as it goes as like 2011 black eyed peace usher was in a part of that as a feature and slash madonna Next year, Beyonce, 2013, Bruno Mars, Red Hot Chili Peppers, 2014, 2015, Katy Perry, Lenny Kravitz, and Missy Elliott, Coldplay, Beyonce, uh, Bruno Mars, Lady Lady Gaga, 2017, Justin Timberlake, Tennessee Kids, Maroon 5, Travis Scott, Big Boy. I don't even remember Travis Scott being at the damn Super Bowl. Oh, you um, remember that? It was the one where the started off with SpongeBob, like in the dome. Oh, dude, yeah, 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 I do remember that now. That well, that's the year that we. Okay, I do remember now. It was very vague. Um, and then like think about damn, twenty twenty was a crazy year. They just went and got all the Latinas, Latinos for that one. Shakira, Jennifer Lopez. That's one of my favorites. The Shakira, Jennifer Lopez one. And that was COVID year, bro. I can't. They said, okay, we're gonna make sure y'all are okay. You're fine. (laughs) Um. And then you got the weekend, twenty twenty one. Eminem, Dr. Dre, last year, yeah. Um, and and now this year, you obviously have Usher. So you have, I think you've seen a trend upwards and a consistent, like not like a plateauing sort of thing, but a consistency and like, okay, like we know these people can perform for on this type of stage. So. I mean, I think Usher's a great performer. I think he's one of the best male performers probably of our time, in my opinion. And I think he's got that knack for it. Um, and he's got a lot of great songs. It's just It just matters about how it's delivered and if that budget is what it's supposed to be. I imagine he will. But I hope that it maintains that. And I also hope there's some funny stuff that come out of it, too. I like I like a little bit off-the-cuff stuff because I like to be able to talk about it in a funny light instead of, instead of just trying to, like, make some shit out of my ass like oh that wasn't that great or this that and the other yeah bring kiki out bring every single chick you done serenaded at your res- at your las vegas residency that would be line them up and just fucking go at them on there goes my baby in front of the whole world that shit would be fucking gold just absolute gold so I want to stay on the NFL here because we try to make it brief because obviously it's something that's been like inundating the media for the past like week, especially after Sunday. So if you haven't heard Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey have been rumored to be dating. And so this man had obviously shot a shot. It was something like a rumor before the week. And then obviously after that random guy that, does does like he's Walter Payton's son, I think, or something like they have, he's 
I can't remember how he got into that the tunnel where like they all come in in and out, but saw them videotape them and it was like, oh, okay, like they're together together type of thing, and they were, and she was specifically with Taylor Swift was with Travis Kelsey's mother in the booth watching the game on Sunday, yeah, which I just thought wild. I'm like thinking like, damn, like you she- really just like introducing your mom to Taylor Swift like that quick, like. Unless they've been dating on the low for like months and nobody knew, that would be another little sly move by Travis Kelsey. Because you know Travis Kelsey got a little bit of game. I'm Taylor's curious, probably like, touched a B. She's meeting my mom immediately. Once I meet her, she's meeting my mom. <laughs> I mean, it, and I guess in reality, it's a little bit different with celebrities. You know, like I mean, they already know who they are, especially someone as big as T Swift. Like, I mean, she's right now probably the. In America, at least, at the absolute bare minimum, let alone the world, one of the well, most well-known, if the, if not the most well-known artist. In, She's probably the um, biggest in artist the in the world right now. Yeah. Well, and, th- and that goes to the argument that one of my coworkers that she brought up again today was like, not again, but was like, do you think, who, who do you think is bigger right now? Drake or Travis, or Drake or Travis, Drake, Drake, <laughs> Taylor. And I was saying, I would still say, in my opinion, I still think. I think it's my bias opinion, I think, Drake. But if I probably look at the numbers, if you look at the numbers for tours and things like that, I mean, she's selling out stadiums, like literally stadiums that people go to watch her, her, I guess, supposed boyfriend play in for a whole, like, America's pastime. No, they're going to watch one person sing, like, girly love song story stuff. Yeah, so my brother and I... uh monty we've had this conversation with taylor swift and beyonce and i think it's the kind of the and i know we're going off on a bit of a tangent we will circle right back but i do want to unpack this real quick i I think it's a bit of a cultural versus who's just bigger conversation like i think beyonce and drake have significantly more cultural impact what they do influences what we do as people on day-to-day basis how we act how we dress how we speak Taylor Swift does not do that on any means to anybody else. But if we're just talking about who's tuning in, who's bigger, who's selling out what, who's doing this and that, and who's like consistently dropping the most hits and getting the biggest numbers, I think right now it's undoubtedly so that Taylor Swift is the biggest artist in the world. And I don't know if anyone's even really competing with her right now. I mean, they had people singing her song on the plane when it was like doctors. I don't know what was happening. Like, I guess something with the cop. I don't know exactly what was going on, but there was an entire plane of people singing her songs. Yeah. So, and I, and I, but I did want to make a quick statement about that. So I'm sure I don't know if any of you folks have the ESPN app that are watching or listening, but I saw a stat today on ESPN about after Sunday and the videos emerging of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey walking out together, Travis Kelsey's jersey sales went up by 400%. Insane. 400% in a day, bro. I think Michael Parsons on his podcast, he was saying, all athletes, alert, alert. This is the game plan right here. Use your stardom in the game to go after the biggest celebrities in the world and then announce that you want them 
and then be seen with them and you know that's the new money maker fuck them commercial endorsement deals fucking pair up with the likes of taylor swift's in the world yeah i mean and she obviously like shit i mean if travis is clout chasing he's ch- he's chasing climbing up a real tall tree because like she ain't got no reason to clout chase for him i mean yeah he's got two-time super bowl champion yeah he's like a handsome dude like all that gets up but bro who got more money in reality? He ain't shit. I, <laughs> he I ain't also shit. heard, I also heard, dude, my coworkers kind of told me all this. I briefly brought it up today and they just kind of like went through it all. So what I heard, there was, I guess they were going out to eat after the game in Kansas City. I don't know if you'd heard this at all, but so that this restaurant's a pretty busy restaurant, but it's nice. It's a very nice restaurant. And so I guess somebody had called ahead from the party of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and said, we will pay for everyone's tab. We just need everybody up out in 30 minutes. I was like, yo, you know, you know what I'm doing? Like word straight. So let me go ahead and get that number 18 and that number 15 <laughs> and I'll take it all to go and I'll, <laughs> and I'll be out. I'm taking everything. I mean, and, and, and in reality, like, and we were joking, I was like, Oh, like who, who do you think paid for it? And I'm like, I'm like Taylor for sure. For sure. For she's like, sure. It's probably her eight. It's probably her agent that told her to do it too. Cause it's like, you gotta be smart with this stuff when you start publicly dating. Cause obviously you know her past with like, dating and stuff just like ariana grande has a very open past with like the people that she dates it can become not problematic but it can become almost like a bit redundant and it's like okay like she's just doing this thing we all know taylor kind of a kind of a little thotty in her own she was for a bit but she's kind of came around to her work the real world now she's dating somebody like travis kelsey who seems genuine but then again travis kelsey do be acting like a player though that's my boy. <laughs> I, I and I'm gonna let 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 it be known for the for the black for the black women that are into white men. He definitely likes black women too. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, that, was his, that, that was his. That was his ex. Yeah, I mean, she was gorgeous, dude. Yeah, absolutely stunning. So I think it's I think it's good for the game because you know what it's you know why it's good for the game. Maybe other girls, even young girls, because there's a lot of young girls that listen to Travis or Jesus. Taylor Taylor Swift <laughs> that maybe they'll be like, oh, maybe I should watch the Chiefs games, which I don't like them maybe all becoming Chiefs fans. Um, but it would maybe get them more involved in something that in my reality or in my opinion is pretty darn important is knowing about football. If you're gonna know about any sport in America, know about football. Like that is literally the only sport you have to really know anything about. Basketball is basketball, and it's super simple. Baseball is a hard game to learn, and not everybody likes watching it. Like, hockey is hockey. You hit people, score goals. Like, just no football. And maybe this will turn a lot of people's heads on to that. Hopefully it does, and hopefully it's a good effect on the game. And uh, maybe ticket sales will probably even go up. They might have a Swifties buying out a whole section. Yeah, I was uh, just going to say, you know who's not happy? The Chiefs fans who just got their fucking tickets marked up 400 percent because all these taylor swift people trying to go get a a sight of taylor swift yeah i mean it's it's like uh and not to not to speak i'm not speaking illy of her but like ill of my friend but our my friend that spoke about how like she had seen like drake in person and like literally got starstruck 
to to the point of like crying and i'm like that is like i couldn't imagine myself doing that personally but people are like that when they're like they have that bit of like a low-key obsession which a lot of i feel like swifties do just as much as drake fans and any other types of fans so that's a good question um, though is there anyone because like i I think i'm kind of like you i don't i can't think of anyone that i see them and i start crying like i don't think there's not one person i don't think there's be somebody i'd cry over which like obviously that's like an extreme which i know that those things happen and that's like how some people react to it that's fine like i don't care but i mean there's definitely times where i feel like i'd be like starstruck like where i'm just like oh that's like i mean who's somebody super famous aside from drake and taylor because we've already been talking about them like beyonce beyonce or like if i saw when cam newton was at was at his peak if i like saw him in person, <laughs> what like, the oh, fuck yeah not, not, i would still but i'd still be cam newton bro well at his peak bro at his peak not now bro but like i mean you for people that that are like into like bad bunny and like that type of thing like it's mostly artists typically um it's typically artists i mean i don't really know i mean i don't even think i'd be i don't think i'd honestly i i I love Travis Scott, but I, there's no way I'd be starstruck by Travis Scott. There's no. I bet this dude's the most normal-looking guy that low-key looks like a tweaker. Like, yeah, I'd, be, I'd probably be like, "Yo, what's good with? Is this nigga okay? Like, is, is he good, bro? Like, why won't he look me in my face? Why is he? Why is he looking at the ground all the time? Like, is he straight, bro? Looking around, like." Like I said, I love Travis Scott. Like, you know I love Travis Scott. What are the biggest stands for? But, bro, ain't no way that dude makes eye contact. Imagine him trying to sell you something. He'd be like, yeah. You know, like, yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, they got this shit pretty good, bro. This shit Straight pretty up. good. You should just go and Because <laughs> he'd be like, he'd be acting like, and it's nothing against, like, anybody being mentally impaired or anything but it's like he'd be acting slow sometimes like i'd be hearing him talking to people i'm like um are you okay bro because he'd be acting up like he's yeah. lucky he made classic albums because if he was a regular nigga it'd be over for my bro <laughs> he ain't got nothing oh, going for him <laughs> no oh, no shit. He, i feel like his brain is absolutely fried too like there's he doesn't have a brain cell left he just pulls baddies because he's Travis Scott, and it's just like, like I can't even take the nigga to go hoop. Did you see him hoop? Like he was dragging his foot, like, <laughs> like he just tore his ACL. Like, yo, what's good with this nigga? Why can't rappers hoop? Like, why do rappers act like they've never had a basketball in their hand ever? Like that shit don't make sense to me. Always on the grind, bro. They were always grinding. They were trying to get back to the top, bro. They don't have time to play basketball, but you know who did? J. Cole. And J. Cole can ball, bro. J. Cole ball with the big boys. I mean, even though they'd be low-key t- probably taking it easy on them because they ain't trying to hurt J. Cole. And the well, first pitch, bro. I'm tired of seeing niggas look like dumbasses throw the first pitch. You ain't got to look like you've, like, played baseball your whole life because I ain't never played baseball. Right. But I am I swear to you, I will not look like a dumbass on that mound. That is not oh, happening, bro. That's not happening. Steven A, dude, that shit is pathetic, bro. Niggas look like... Nick, they really look like they have, like, 
no coordination at all. Like you can't even just look normal just throwing the baseball. Like what the fuck's good? It was what was his uh Vanderbilt uh from the LA Lakers. Uh, did his first pitch for the Dodgers the other night. His shit was bad. I'm like, bro, it's always these black dudes that are crazy good athletes, but they can't do... That's why baseball, that's why I'll say for the people out there, that's why I freaking love baseball because, like, these dudes, like, I mean, obviously Stephen A is not a crazy athlete or anything, but I'm sure, I know he he, was, he played, pretty sure he played college basketball. Like, I mean, he was a good athlete at some point when he was younger, but, like, Bro, you get you get some of the, our, our our people with these baseballs in their hands to do a first pitch. They be looking crazy. Like they look like they be having mental defects. I'm like, yo, don't like, don't think about it. Just throw the shit. Like, do what your natural instincts tell you to do. And I feel like you'll get pretty close to the form of just throwing a baseball. But I feel like niggas are like, oh. And they just start glitching and shit. I'm like, what the fuck's... 50 Cent still got the worst one of all time, but, like... Bro, that was pathetic. And the fact that he was on in a, in, a, in the Mets uniform, I'm like, bro, you really... I thought you were a real, real one, but <laughs> you were in the Mets uniform. Like, I can't give you none of that clout, brother. But enough of that. That's a, that's a hell of a tangent we just went on. But, <laughs> uh, no, I definitely, I definitely think it's cool uh for the for taylor swift to be involved in this and i like that she's into the game as well like i saw some videos of her like chest bumping a dude which is just weird but like i think she was being a little over the top um she knew the cameras were on yeah she was trying to she was trying to show out and i'm like i respect that on her part at the same time i know you were kind of showing out a little bit more than you usually would like, I know you ain't like that. Like, you probably like, oh, like, touchdown. And Travis Kelsey scores. He's on, like, spike the ball. It's like, yeah. Like, yo, like, you don't have to act like a dude, too. Like, you have boobs. Like, we get it. <laughs> you, you're wearing red lipstick. Like, she don't go nowhere without that damn red lipstick on. I ain't never seen her anywhere with that damn red lipstick on. I, she probably go to bed with that shit on. <laughs> she probably pays somebody in her sleep. Hey, make sure if I'm in my sleep and somehow I smudge it, like I need you to clean that shit up so when I wake up and I wash my face, like I need you to do that shit while I'm washing my face. <laughs> Just like, redo that shit. Yo. Like when is the last when have you ever seen her without that shit? It's crazy. All I'm here for the, you know, I, I prefer Taylor Swift than uh what's her face? Brittany Mahomes or whatever her name is. Oh my god. You know she's pissed too because Taylor's about to come and take all of her limelight. She thought she was about to ride the coattails of Patrick Mahomes. Now sit your ass down because Travis brought Taylor Swift in the building. So you ain't shit no more. You and Jackson could go somewhere. <laughs> go and go to court. I hate I hate it. Dude, yeah. That's a whole nother uh, can can of worms. But bro, I hate that like with that situation with, with with Patrick Mahomes, he's got the worst company. Like he's got the worst company. <laughs> His wife, no one likes her. No, no one, one likes her. No, and like, dude, I don't know her personally. I'm sure you know. I hope that she's a good mom, and you know, she's a good wife. I mean, you can't not be a good wife if your husband is Patrick Mahomes. Like, all you gotta do is just be there. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you ain't gotta, gotta do shit. <laughs> like, you ain't gotta clean. You ain't gotta cook. You don't have to raise like, a child all- if you don't want to. You don't even have to raise a kid. Yeah, all you have to do is have the kid, and not to say that's easy because she don't even like it's not. She don't even know his favorite food on the quarterback show. She was like, his oh favorite food's God. fried chicken. That shit. <laughs> she thought 
thought she was on to something. I was like, yo, there ain't no way she know. fucked that up and said fried chicken. And they've been dating and they've been dating since they were kids, basically, like since high school. Like, come on, you tell me you don't know his favorite food. And That's it's like you pick the most nigga shit. Like Patrick Mahomes not even nigga like that. Like I feel like he don't even be eating like a real nigga, and she gonna say fried chicken. I'm like, yo. Yeah, you like fried chicken, right? <laughs> like you can't say fried. You can't get it wrong and say fried chicken, watermelon. Like you can't do that. Like if you gonna get it wrong, you gotta be like Olive Garden. <laughs> like Great come on, Blade or like something like that. Yeah, she. And then Jackson Mahomes. I mean, ugh, that's just a disgrace. He's just a disgrace. Period. Like I look. Brittany, you know, she can do on whatever she wants. She's definitely one of those people that is not used to fame at all. And that's what I think gave her such a bad image. And then Jackson Mahomes, is he just a, I think he's just a douchebag of a kid. <laughs> like, I think he's just a douchebag of a kid. It's not even like you're being like a kid and being stupid and saying, doing dumb stuff. I think he's just a douchebag. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. He's just what it is. He ain't never earned anything. Like, his brother is basically, he, all he's going to do is like, I'm alive, so I get that. What I get a ten thousand dollar check for my brother every single month, bare minimum. Like nothing like that. Great. Imagine your bro, your brother just casually sending you ten k every single month, just for just for the boys. Hey, well, I mean, yo, if yo if Monty blows up and shit, like he better be sending me that ten k a month. I would be chilling in this bitch. (laughs) Imagine he's imagine he's like, nah, bro. Like you help me, but like. You know, like I I made it here on my own type shit. <laughs> he just fucking casually just like nah, fuck that nigga, bro. Fuck that nigga. <laughs> he helped me with all this shit. Like fuck that, bro. There ain't no way. <laughs> Come back to the family reunion. Yo, what up, Mike? Beat his ass. Just beat the. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that that shit ain't happening, bro. I'm a fucking. Nah, I'm gonna just... at least get some private jet flights or something. Like, let me fly somewhere. Oh, that's facts. That's facts. Well, speaking of fighting and stupidity all together, Blueface and Chris, I don't even know how to pronounce her name. Krishan. Krishan Rock. Krishan Rock, one of the most disgusting couples on the internet. Um, they got some baby drama. So Krishan was... <laughs> Dude, this, this shit is insane. Krishan was seen in Walmart holding the baby... A baby, a newborn, bent up with his head hanging, and Blueface posted his baby's <laughs> abnormal penis on social media. I mean, they they do not need to have children. They did not need to have kids. Like it was the worst decision for like society. For them to have a child. That baby's forever uh, fucked. Like, he's fucked. And what's his name again? Or it's a he, right? Yeah, it's, it is a he. It's uh, um, Krishan Jr., but I think she's about to change the name. Or she did. I don't know. She named it bro, after like, her. That. <laughs> it's so, first off, it's one, it's like super lazy to do it that way, and then you're gonna, like, if it's a boy, you're gonna name him, like, a supposed girl name that is your name, and be the junior, like, what, like, look, it's nothing against, like, this isn't the patriarchy or anything, it's like, bro, like, ain't no woman gonna be a junior, 
Like, you ain't about to be a senior. Yep, I'm Krishan Rock Sr., or whatever her real name is. Like, dude, they're a weird couple, man. And then, obviously, Blueface posting his damn kid's penis on the internet. Like, come on, bro. Like, I don't even, like, so, they don't need to have a kid at all. It should have been completely, it should have been illegal for these two to uh, engage in intercourse at any time. Like, they should have, they should have had their bodyguard, someone standing there, hey, bro, I think that condom's slipping, like, you might want (laughs) to, you might want to adjust that, fix that one. I got a new one if you want it, if you want to be safe, my My boy. Just get my boy snipped for good so he ain't got to worry about it. Then he's like, all right, do whatever y'all want now. Like, we ain't got to worry about it. Um, but nah, dude, them having a kid is like, I feel bad for that kid, bro. Like, I feel bad for Like, and obviously, we only see what the media shows us. But, like, damn, like, imagine you, like, seeing your wife just casually hold your kid, just, like, hanging, like, basically newborn baby, can't even support his own neck. Just... Just bent up. And you know what she she said? I was trying to I was trying to watch the dog and the baby. So how about you prioritize the damn baby over that stupid dog? And if you can't handle both of them, leave the dog's ass at home. The dog does not need to be in Walmart with you and the baby if you can't handle doing a simple Walmart trip and keeping your baby's neck supported. Like what is it makes no sense at all. That's a, first off, that's like the ultimate sign of ghettoness. Not Walmart, because Walmart's fine, bro. Walmart's fine. I'm not shit on anybody for shopping at Walmart. It's just what it is. And then you bring your dog, and then you got your baby. Like I've seen this type of shit at Walmart where people be holding kids like like this, and then like and the kid just be like sitting up like <laughs> bouncing. Fuck. I'm like, yo, like put them in the put them in a basket. There's a whole basket for this, like. They literally made baskets for it, so you don't have to do that anymore. And then they'll have another little little kid, like a toddler, holding their hand while they run and walk around with the other one. I'm like, how the hell are they gonna get groceries? And they just walking hand in hand with a baby and a toddler. Like, what common sense do these people? Have? I just don't understand. And then these two are the wrong people, the wrong people, bro, the wrong people. Yeah, blue blue face and Krishan. They need to like sit down. So I they got their show going on and they're you know they're must see TV. And honestly, I don't care to get any updates on these two yet. My algorithm, I don't know about your algorithm, my algorithm force feeds me Blueface and Krishan News on a daily basis. Like, how can you do and it's never like normal shit, it's always some stupid ass shit. How are you constantly engaging in stupid ass activities on a daily basis and forcing your way onto my algorithm feed and you know uh making me dumber by the second every time i engage because i'm gonna engage because y'all do some wild ass shit y'all beating on each other 24 7 cursing Krishan rock she got the missing tooth she'll put the tooth back and he said he looked she looked better when it was gone so she got rid of it again i'm like what the fuck and now they got this baby and now blue faces with his other baby mama trying to get custody and trying to make Krishan look it's just a mess this kid's gonna be fucked up he's either gonna be fucked up or he's gonna be like 
you know, maybe he can actually spit some real bars because his dad can't spit for shit. But he gonna have a hell of shit to talk mm-hmm. about. He gonna be on some Eminem shit. I'm cleaning out my closet. <laughs> Blue face, baby. Blue face, baby. Yeah, I. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was all right. The kid's gonna wake up and literally not have like he gonna be in all the classes that takes about two weeks to do a, a project that takes a day. Um, so apparently, he doesn't have a more. dick right now. Yeah, like. So I, I mean, mean, maybe it's just shy. I, I mean, maybe it's just shy. I mean, you know, at that age, bro, like. Well, he needs a procedure, that... and that's why Blueface was like posting it online because Krishan has like keeps missing the appointment for the procedure so he can get his dick <laughs> and he posted it online so I mean they need help I, I you know I you know I'm gonna pray for him hypothetically because when I say that I just be saying it I don't actually like go at night and just be like and we know none of you guys either <laughs> yeah so, so I'm gonna say that I'm gonna pray for you and that's me praying for you right there me saying I'm gonna pray for you is my prayer to you so hopefully God hears that and you know acts on it for you little bro if not then you know survivor of the fittest I guess <laughs> yeah, you better you better take the little bit of money you get from your parents if you get any and make something of it because Bro, that that well will run dry real fucking quick because I feel like they both just dumb. Um, but yeah, I I I mean I I'm just in shock. I'm just in shock. Like, what? Why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we do this to ourselves? Why do they? Why do our people do this to us? <laughs> it's always our people. <laughs> I know, bro. It it ain't even it ain't like you don't like you can see some like. Because they're like the definition of black trash. Like, they do trashy shit. It's just what it is. They do trashy shit. They be dressing like trashy shit. They be acting like trashy shit. It's like, bro, I already know what my mom be saying about it. I know what my dad would say, too. And it's not something I'm going to say on here. I promise you that. Oh, my dad will whoop Blueface's ass. (laughs) Yo, if he was the dad to... uh... Chris Sean, he will whoop Blueface's ass for all the shit he be doing. And I mean, if I was Blueface and, you know, my dad's parents and me, I don't even know how he'd how he'd react to me, bro. He'd be like, yo, you need to get on your shit. But enough of these niggas, man. Fuck yeah, these man. Niggas. They're they're weird. Um speaking of another weird person, um, Doja obviously just dropped uh Scarlet. Um, her new album, a little bit more of a change of pace from the original. Uh, we had spoke about it briefly, where it was like the more dramatized stuff, the more feminine uh, type of music, and now she's into this more of like punk, rap, rock mix thing. Um, just want to see, um, you know, kind of what you think. Cause I'm and be honest, I listened. I didn't listen to it in depth. Um, and I usually try to stay on top. I have honestly not been on my music as much as I needed to because I've been just waiting on this Drake album forever. Um, and I think that's been throwing me off. But Mike, I, I'm sure you probably went a little deeper than I did. I want to get your initial thoughts on it. I'll kind of just go off of what I know and, and you know go from there. Yeah. So I mean, I personally thought this was a good album. I know you know. I think that Doja Cat made a statement 
with this album. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think that, you know, what she did and what, what people have to realize when it comes to music and what they're trying to do is artists, when they drop albums, are supposed to own a moment of the year. And when I think about a bunch of albums, so I don't think this album was as good as Travis Scott's album, but I think that Doja Cat was more successful at creating a moment within the year than Travis Scott was. Even though I think his album hit, it, people listened to it the same way, I didn't see it like impact conversations quite like Doja Cat's album and rollout is impacting conversations. Drake's rollout is impacting conversations. Doja Cat has owned this year, in my opinion, when it just comes to conversations around her album. Everything she's done has been calculated and I think it's being proven in the album. All the singles, she's put music videos for every single one of her singles. She had like four of them and they all hit, they all did well. And then she came with a cohesive sound, an album that has the same sound, same story, same kind of attitude throughout the whole project. So... I mean, personally, when I listened to the project itself, I didn't like too many of the new songs that I heard. Like, I, I thought that majority of the really top-notch songs were singles, so I kind of hate when that happens. Like, if you're going to give me a bunch of singles, you need to make sure that you leave a few really good ones on the album still so I have something to look forward to. Like, I don't want to hear all the best music going into the album and then all the new shit you give me it's just kind of like oh it's good but it's not great you know what i'm saying so yeah if i had to I like go ahead go ahead no go ahead I mean, it's fun no i was gonna say if i had to score this album based off of how i listened to it and you know everything going into it uh she get she got a number one single up here i think all the singles went crazy they all were good on that front. From my album's perspective, I'm going to give it a... I'm going to have to go 6-7. That's what I would give it. 6-7. Just when I heard you say 6, I said, like, you ain't going to go below 6.5. Um, <laughs> but that being said as well, I know, um, you know, I like I said earlier, I prefaced that I didn't really listen to it in detail. Necessarily listened to a few songs that I hadn't heard before. Obviously, like you said, Mike, I mean, the singles are really good. Um, but in, when I when it comes to the drop again album, I don't go looking for that single again to listen to it again because it's already been overplayed at that point, especially dependent, depending on where they, when they dropped it. Because like that Slime You Out song with Drake, I mean, I like it. I just don't play it all the time. Like, I'm not going to go seek it out on the album either. It's like, all right, I listen to it. Next. Yeah. Like, so from what I was hearing from a few of the songs that I listened to that weren't singles. Obviously, like, we've talked about the undertone of her being a little bit more, not demonic, but more, like, punk, rappy, like, rappy just in general. Um, I think I can appreciate it just because I know that it's really hard for, like, we've spoken about before, for women in the space to be successful at doing that type of rap. And then, two, I also believe that with her own creativity, I think she just has, she has to let this legitimately marinate to see the true results of like what this could do for her career. Like end of year, she's like, oh, like damn, I can maybe drop a single and people like won't think I'm like crazy for dropping this single. And it sounds like even not more demonic, like I said, but like more. Uh, what's the word? 
just more what she wants to sound like, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so, like, I don't want to give it a score because, like, I didn't listen to the whole thing. So I can't sit here and be like, oh, like, it's 6-7 or 5-5 five, five or whatever. But I do think there's potential. Like I said, I wasn't necessarily the biggest fan from the few songs I heard. But I can understand the direction that she's going. Like, and I can appreciate someone being really consistent with that effort to do so. Yeah, I think what I really appreciate about what Doja Cat gave us was really just, you know, the rollout, the traditional rollout. I think we see less of that to nowadays. We hear about an album's coming out two weeks in advance and we might get a single and then they just kind of give us the album. And it's just like, I feel like a lot of people need to kind of go back and really, you know, look back at how Doja Cat marketed this album, how she rolled it out, how she like uh, gave us singles, gave us a theme, stuck to the theme and made like conversation around that theme instead of just doing these, hey, I'm dropping an album in a month. I'm going to give you a single. Then here's the whole album. That doesn't really like build a lot of intrigue or urgency for me to go and listen to your 22 track album that people are dropping i don't want to hear all your fucking tracks dude so if you're gonna give me all those tracks you gotta be creative like doja cat did she had a theme it might have been outlandish but that's what she was doing she was trying to you know shock culture um really shock people with what she was doing she built that intrigue single by single and now even though the album itself with the new tracks aren't as good as the singles she got you in she pulled you in to like listen to the album and I, you know, she pulled me in. I thought the marketing, I was a victim of the marketing. I thought it was good. Um, I think it was one of the better rap albums of the year, probably the second best behind Travis Scott to me, in my opinion. But yeah, so I thought she did a good job. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I've got all the love in the world for Doja Cat. And I think she's a very like, I think she's a talented individual because I think she's like trying to go down the, like not necessarily Kendrick Lamar route, but the route of just being different. And you have to really be walk a very pirate, a really fine line with that. And I think that Kendrick obviously does a really good job of that. And then I think that she's learning it more and more with the style and direction she's trying to go in. Because that's where you win people over is ultimately with that type of mentality and being able to be adaptable and pull in more new audience and while maintaining your current audience, fans, stands, the people that are going to constantly see and keep up with what you're doing on the day-to-day um, or week-to-week or month-to-month, album-to-album, whatever it may or may not be. But I think Doja, you know, she is a psychopath. That's for <laughs> damn sure. That, that's, um, that's probably true. Yeah, her and Kanye need to, like, really, really chill. I think they'd have a good time. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, um, <laughs> but with that being said, I want to move into a topic that I'm always excited to talk about. Um, something that, obviously, we only had to wait a couple weeks for it. Um, I'm going to start it off, Mike. Uh, what are we... Is this for the... The Black React? No, this is for the Cowboys, bro. What you mean? <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. You didn't. <laughs> All right, so this is what we're doing. Okay, so you know what? I'll face the fire. I don't give a damn. I'll I'll stand on it. I'm ten toes down. I'm going to stand in it. So you ten toes down for the losses for the past 26 years. So this Sunday, 
Because <laughs> we, we had enough of what Sterling had. You done passed me the ball, so let me fucking shoot it. If you want, if you didn't want to, if you wanted, if you wanted to shoot it, shouldn't have passed a damn ball. All right, so now I got the ball. I'm a fucking I ain't no shoot. shooter, bro. You know I ain't no shooter. I'm a defender. <laughs> I ain't no shooter. All right, but um, so this Sunday. My beloved Cowboys, and y'all know, I came in hot all season because we've looked like the best team in the league. Undoubtedly so. That is not debatable. First two weeks of the season, the Cowboys were the best team in the entire league. Undebatable. And we're coming in to play the 0-2 Cardinals, and we should steamroll these guys. Mm Mm-hmm. Yet we didn't. And ex- and the complete opposite actually happened. We actually got our whole ass handed to us. Defense looked like shit. Offense could not score in the red zone. It was just an absolute brutal game. I had people hitting me up sending shots. Because this is the year I'm talking shit. I'm back to talking shit. Last year, I tried being quiet. I told you, I tried being quiet. Maybe me, maybe all my shit talking is the problem. Maybe I'm the karma. So I tried to sit back, be quiet. We had a good season. I was thinking, okay, maybe quiet Mike is actually working. And it was fool's gold. And the same old Cowboys showed up against the 49ers in the playoffs. So I said, you know what? To hell with being quiet. I'm back to talking my shit. And so what happens when you talk your shit is one week, you might be riding high, and the next week you're losing to the 0-2 Cardinals who were considered the worst team in the NFL while we were considered the best team in the NFL, and we just laid an absolute F-bomb game. That's, that's simply what it was. It was just a bad game all around. But guess what? If you think that I'm coming off that easily, you don't know me, my bro. You don't know me at all, and you're going to get to know me very well this season. Because the Cowboys are still top dogs, Sterling. I'm going to give you a chance to speak. I'm speaking right now, okay? I'm speaking right now. The Cowboys are still the top dogs in the league. Do not get shit twisted. That was an ugly game. I understand. Do not get shit twisted. We are going to the Patriots. Bill Belichick, sit your ass down. Because you know what we did to Tom Brady. We know what you did to your boy. We retired that nigga. We retired your boy. We about to retire your ass too, Bill Belichick, if you quit playing with us. We don't care you got Zeke. Zeke's old ass. Zeke's old, ugly ass. Cut off his hair and shit. We ain't scared of Zeke back to number 15. Hell no, 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 no. Zeke, guess what? We moved on. We got Tony Pollard. He's about to make you look like shit when we play up against. Oh, you wanna, you gonna, uh, you're gonna sign our backup quarterback, our third string quarterback, Will Greer? Oh, we don't give a fuck. Oh, you gonna try and like learn all of our hand signals? Oh, we don't give a fuck. We don't go fuck. Michael Parsons is going to eat Matt Jones alive. We're going to wreck these niggas left and right. Dak Prescott is going to go ham because that's what Dak does. Dak moved the ball. He wasn't able to get the end, the touchdowns in the end zone. I get it. Okay, we got to clean that up. It's probably the only part of our game we really got to kind of clean up. But we move the ball at will. Just pump the brakes. Be patient. I know Stephen A. got his laugh. Joy Taylor got his laugh. Shady McCoy got his laugh. Sterling's getting his laugh right now. That's cool. You got to eat that. Real men, when we when we, when we we say what we say, we got to eat when we, you know, when it doesn't go our way, we got to eat that shit. So I'm going to eat it. But guess what? 
this podcast airs on a week-to-week basis. So I'm going to eat it this week, but I'm going to also speak to y'all again next week. So we'll see We'll see what we got to say next week. All right, Sterling, now I'm going to pass you the ball. If you want to get off whatever you got to say, this is your chance to do it or forever hold your peace. You know, I'm going I'm to I'm get off what I got to say. So um, I just heard how you talked about the Patriots there, man. I, I think that's really great. Um, I'm glad you love and are so confident in your team. How did you feel before the Cardinals game? Did you think the same thing that you're thinking now? I felt like, damn, man, those Panthers are pretty fucking shitty. That's kind of how I was. That's how I felt hey. going into that that week. I was like, man, Look, if anything, I'm just glad I'm not a Panthers fan. I mean, Dak's been the quarterback for the for the Dallas Cowboys, it feels like, for God knows how long. It's been him and Tony Romo. I mean, I expected a lot more from the Cardinals or from the Cowboys, being that they're playing against, like you said, statistically the worst team in the NFL. And somehow Josh Dobbs comes out and says, nah, fuck that. We're going to try to put something together for the squad, bro. We're going to try to put something together. Dak, you said, oh, we moved the ball at will. Why can't they ball put the ball in the end zone when it mattered? I don't know. Because they can't move the ball at will like they really should. And yes, shout out Stefan Diggs. I'm sorry about that. That shit, like, actually sucks like i really really hate that trayvon trayvon stefan jesus stefan trayvon same nigga you know (laughs) same nigga same nigga same last name but and then the defense wasn't even near what i thought it'd be i I thought you guys were going to be even more effective and stronger and faster because obviously you guys are getting the flow of the flow of the season now like oh you're gonna be warmed up Nah, bro. You lost to the Cardinals. It'd be one thing if you lost to, like, who's somebody? Like, uh, like a mediocre team. What's a super, like, a uh, Kirk Cousins, like the Vikings. Losing to the Vikings is fine. But losing to the, the Cardinals, you should be genuinely concerned. Be like, oh, what did we do wrong this week? Then they're going to go, and they're playing in, uh, uh, Gillette, or are they playing at home? I think it's in Gillette. Yeah, y'all losing that game too. Oh, you tripping, son. Brother. You tripping. You said they're going to they beat the shit out of the Cardinals, and if they lose to the... <laughs> I mean, you did... I mean, like, we we both agreed. I was like, damn, like, they probably going to beat the hell out of like, yep. <laughs> yep, probably. Like, it should be a layup. should be a 3-0. Easy. Nah, bro. Mac Jones gonna come out with a vengeance. He, they might not even run one pass play that makes him stay in the pocket. They might run straight rollouts. He could roll out. Pick your side. Which where you want to roll out to? Cause Micah is gonna be on one of them sides, ready to fucking eat you for dinner. He's gonna he's gonna have a big old Big Mac. That's what he's gonna have. Mac Jones gonna he gonna be a Big Mac if he roll out to the side on Michael Parsons' side. He doesn't said he's ready to eat, son. He pissed. All I got to say is, is that I really hope that it all turns around for you guys because you deserve it. You're beautiful. (laughs) Don't, don't, don't do that. (laughs) And I I wish the best and obviously shout out my Panthers, uh, Bryce Young, just, just go and call the rest of the year, bro. Like go get some reps at the end of the season when nobody's really playing. Um, Come back in the next three to four years, like, 
actually wanting to play football and win, and then I'll be happy. Uh, I'd appreciate that, bro. I appreciate that. We're we're the only 0-3 team um, in our division because it just so happens that we are two games back on the near on actually we're three games back because the bucks your season's over you don't i don't even know why you took the time to memorize how many games back because it's just going to change every single week it's going to add a number every single week y'all season's over andy Andy dalton is andy dalton is going to take us to the promised land for the next week oh yeah that that leprechaun ain't taking you nowhere man (laughs) i mean that 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 uh that color on him looks great, man, and I hope Andy Dalton really appreciates him being back in a starting role because he's one of those mediocre quarterbacks like a Kirk Cousins where it's like, oh, he'll do what he has to do. Whatever. So we'll see how it goes. I definitely feel very confident that you guys are probably going to lose again this week because I think that uh, Trayvon Diggs thing, I think it actually just shocked you guys more than anything, not to give you an excuse, but that took that takes a lot of, like, comfortability out of a team when you get when you lose arguably one of the best players on your team and one of the best players in the league um so i would just be a little bit more uh optimistic team don't lose next time and if you lose to the cardinals if you lose to another shitty team again i promise i'm not gonna hold back i promise i'm not gonna hold back we are a shitty team the, the panthers are shitty i expect this this is known if we win a game it's like fuck yeah it's an expectation, and that little star, <laughs> and that little, and that little star on the side of y'all's helmet. Guess what? It's sure beautiful, be isn't sitting, it? Sure won't be sitting in the back of an end zone and uh at the Super Bowl. I'll tell you that. I will tell you that. Yeah, they're gonna and be. They, they oh, you know what? The Cowboys gonna be in the back of that end zone in Vegas in February for the Super Bowl, and they're gonna be like this. Watch this. Doing the usher. Watch this. Big Dubskis, Big Dubskis. Ain't nobody scared of this. Big Dubskis. It's okay. Hey, I, Everybody I, has an off game. We we got ours out of the way. That's what we, we wanted to go ahead and get ours out of the way. So now we can play, what was it, three weeks, 14 weeks of regular season gold. And we can go ahead and get the, go ahead and get the ugly L out the way and then whoop all these other niggas' asses, starting with Bill Belichick, Big Mac with some extra Mac sauce, Large fucking fry, yeah. Super size me, nigga. Large fry, large sweet tea, Cinnabon on the side. Give me all that. Maybe some chocolate chip cookies. Maybe a vanilla milkshake. Oh no, no, I don't even want a vanilla milkshake. I want a McFlurry. Eminem McFlurry. Working. We already know it's not gonna be working. That shit makes me low key kind of kind of want a McFlurry. But I already know if I pull up to the same the same McDonald's, that shit gonna be broken as hell. They gonna be like, oh no, nah, man, sorry. Shit broken. Been broken for six years. Six years. Nobody put on fixing that shit. You're a corporate location. Like you have a corporate, like you're one of the biggest companies in the world. Nah, man, we can't really do much about it. Like it just breaks like every every ten to fifteen minutes. Basically as often as people ask for that shit. You know, they be lying, bro. They just don't want to make that shit. I, I mean, I know. I mean, you worked there at one point, like back in the old and old and old and olden days. Like they didn't the let me job. touch that shit. <laughs> I was a shitty ass McDonald's employee. They won't let me touch shit. I mean, dude, no offense to McDonald's, but they got a lot of shitty ass employees. But you do get the good ones. You get the good ones, man. Like the white dude 
white manager at uh South Park in the South Park area where I used to live, bro. Hey, a goat, bro. I ain't never got a cold fry once. Ain't never got a cold fry. Not one time, bro. Not once. Ugh. The the yeah, key I'm... the key to always getting warm fries is to ask for your fries unsalted and then turn around and complain that there ain't no salt on the fries. <laughs> That's the most ghetto. <laughs> Look, it's so it's so black of you to do that. It's it's, it's so bad. Like I would never take the time. I'm like, all right, like I just get shitty fries, and I'll just complain to somebody at corporate about it. Like I'll give them a call, shoot them an email, but hey, I want a refund. Give me a couple bucks back. Call it a day. Plus, I you, I got the McDonald's app, bro. The McDonald's no app is fire. Nah, bro, it's actually bad how much I eat this shit. Like, I don't eat it all the time, but I eat it like I eat the same things, and it's easy and it's cheap. So it's like, oh, if I am like wanting like a snack type of thing. Right now, my points are at, they were super high like a while ago. Um, but right now I'm at 2300 so I can get me a free McDouble, I think. Uh, free, or a free. Uh, I'm about to get some McDonald's after this podcast tonight, to be honest. I think, I think I'm at nah. 6300 Damn, really? I just used my shit the other, oh, you can't see it's too bright. But I'm at like 3270 actually, not uh. 23 but like oops shit oh shit oh shit they wild and they think i'm about to just order like look mcdonald's is like when you get the water on your phone bro they be like oh put in that big mac meal <laughs> yeah. for delivery for delivery i'm trying to uh, okay. <laughs> you gotta get <laughs> fuck it fuck it but either way um, just that being said, we just went from Cowboys to McDonald's because they do be at like McDonald's team sometimes. Yeah, we some niggas. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, nah, that was fucked up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, he ain't gonna say shit about that. <laughs> um, but lastly, obviously, want to hit on the Black React, man. We haven't done one of these in a while, and I think, I mean, I don't know if you want to preface what our thoughts are in the, in the upcoming future. I think, I think we could just save that for a different day and t- what we're going to do with the Black React. But um, as of recently, Joe Jonas and his wife, or ex-wife now, Sophie Turner, are recently divorced. So Emily, Emily Ratajkowski, which is like a supermodel that also dated Pete Davidson. So honestly, at this point, if you date Pete Davidson, like I just, you're not, I can't respect you. Um, it just can't happen. So that's one. Uh, took the social media to basically tell the world it's quote unquote heat to be a divorced woman before you're 30. Mike, he's got the audio. Let the people listen. Let's roll the audio, folks, and then we're going to deep dive into this. So make sure you listen, pay attention, and tell us what you think because we're sure it's not going to tell you what we think. So it seems that a lot of ladies are getting divorced before they turn 30. And as someone who got married at 26, has been separated for a little over a year, 32, I have to tell you, I don't think there's anything better. Being in your 20s is the trenches. There is nothing better than being in your 30s, still being hot, maybe having a little bit of your own money, figuring out what you want to do with your life, everything. And having tried that married fantasy and realizing that it's maybe not all it's cracked up to be. And then 
You've got your whole life still ahead of you. Um, so for all of those people who are stressed or feeling stressed about that, about being divorced, like it's a, it's good. Congratulations. Congratulations. So, yeah, basically what Emily was saying is she was advocating for young females to actually look at being divorced before 30 as a good thing. It's a good thing. She says, you know, you're still in your 30s. You're still hot. You know, you got money. You can do fun things. Who cares if you're divorced before 30? It's okay. It's, and she says, congratulations. Then later on, she puts a comment under and says she actually thinks it's chic to be divorced under 30. So it's a style. It's a fad. It's an actual trend that she's trying to portray to be divorced before 30. So... What we're going to do naturally is black react. We're going to react to that and give our opinions. Uh, Sterlings, what's your initial reaction when you heard this? Is she right? Is she just speaking some absolute nonsense that most women should not take this advice at all? Yeah, like what I was saying, um, Emily Ratajkowski can't trust a word that woman says. She dated Pete Davidson. Um, there really is nothing that she can say about divorce. She, plus, she's not even really divorced, like I said. She's really, she said she's separated because I know she knows the legality issues with that when it comes with money and she's not an idiot. So she ain't even divorced. And then if you really want to take advice from a woman that's, that's already, that can't even divorce her own husband because of legality issues, let's just get real, bro. Like, let's let's not like beat around the bush. Let's not act like this is a normal thing. Let's not act like this is okay. Like, Emily Ratajkowski is also a supermodel. Like, yep. for any woman that's out there listening, like, you're not supermodels. It's just what it is. It's not to say you're not pretty, because I'm sure you are. Um, but just don't listen to a woman that is obviously in a completely diff different atmosphere than 99% of us. Like, it's just what it is. And it's not cool to be in my opinion, it seems more toxic than it seems like, oh, free loving and like I'm free and to do this. Get into your 30s and then try to continue to date. No matter how hot, hot you are, bro, I'm being very honest with you. It's very unlikely that you're going to be able to do the things that you wanted to do with a family, with your kids, have kids, let alone that, and do all those things that you want with your life once you're in, especially in, once you're hitting like 34, 35. Like, you got to really get on the horse. There is no, like, I'm going to take my time. I think you just take it. Everybody everybody has their own time and place, and I and I completely appreciate that. But, like, if you're going to get married, get married once. Don't just get married to say, I want to live a fairy tale. Marriage is not a fairy tale. Ask your parents that they're still married. And if they're not, ask a married couple that's been married for a long time. I guarantee you they won't tell you that shit's a fucking fairy tale. Like, it's just idiotic. I can't believe this This woman literally is. She disgusts me. Like, I just can't believe she see like, she's seeing marriage as so, like, there's no value in it. It's just, oh, like, I do it because I want to get this out of it. Like, what about the other person? Like, what do they want out of it? Like, yeah, young, Every young, hot, and single is nothing, bro. Like, that doesn't mean anything. Like, trust me, looks fade. She's she's completely on bullshit. Nothing she's saying has any uh holds any weight. There's no truth to it at all. Let's there's just so many things wrong with what she said. 
right? Like, for for starters, she doesn't even understand or comprehend that she's speaking from a level of privilege that 99% of females do not have. Not only is she gorgeous uh, later on into her... Um, into her age bracket that most females probably won't get to uh, just, you know, on a relative basis, they probably won't be as attractive as her at the age that she is, especially at the magnitude that she is. Also, she's famous and rich. So she is living a completely different lifestyle, has completely different um, advantages to her life that the average female does not have and she is not speaking on that and making that known when she's giving these generalized statements. Second, she's over here talking about, you know, divorce is fine, it's okay, blah, 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 blah. Like, that is just such a bad precedent to set. And unfortunately, I don't think that that's like something that she's just spilling out right here last minute i do think that she speaks for the majority of you know females coming up nowadays and even males i do think that the significance of marriage is decreasing in our country like it's very uh it's nothing for people to get divorced nowadays and i think that's problematic especially coming from a girl's perspective because girls are biologically made up to be nurturers and to, you know, uh, nurture a family. And when you start doing the whole divorce thing or you start put, putting it off to, so you can live the young, hot life and now you're in your later 30s and now you're not as much of a hot commodity as you were when you were younger. So there's not as many guys coming to you to, you know, offer a ring on your finger and to give you those things that you were putting off later on in life because you wanted to have fun instead of taking it on when you were supposed to. And so I think it actually hurts them in the long run. I feel like those girls end up being a little bit more miserable than they what they think because you're going against your biological makeup. Your biological makeup is to nurture families. You want to, you know, have a husband and, you know, create a family and to be able to nurture that household. That is your biological makeup. Just like we are biologically made up to be providers, like we were talking about last week, when we're not able to be put into that space, you know, there could be problems and, you know, a lot of guys can feel inferior. It's not like a... It's not like an ego thing. It's literally how we're made up and designed. And it's like we're neglecting something that's like built into our system. It's programmed into us and we're trying to just ignore it, which is what I feel like she's doing. So I would not take this advice. I think it's really terrible advice. I don't know why you think it's cool. It could be one thing to be like, hey, it's not the end of the world that you divorced before 30, which I yeah. agree, which I agree with completely. But to act like it's cool and something that people should like, it's trendy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's not. And it's lastly, not to speak on what you said too, uh, marriage isn't a fairy tale. Like it's it's like a lot of people nowadays hit that hiccup, that first bump in the road, and it's like, oh, now we're gonna break up. Like this is not a relationship. You don't just break up over some bullshit. Like this is a marriage. You're supposed to work at it. Trust me. My parents are still together. Sterling's parents are still together. I think I can, like, you know, I don't know what goes on in his household, but I think I can speak for both of us where, like, marriage is not a perfect 
bridge. It's, it doesn't look perfect. And honestly, most days it's not perfect. It's something that's got to be worked at. And, you know, you, you build that over time. But it's really just a time that you look back on it and you're like, oh, those days were more perfect than I thought they were. When you were living it, it felt like it was a bumpy road. When you look back on it, it was like those are memories that you hold on to. Ah, you remember, honey? Remember when I, you know, did that one stupid ass shit? It pissed you off. That was shit was funny, right? Like, you can laugh at it now, but in the moment, that shit wasn't funny at all. So, I mean, I think it's bad advice. Well... Last point I want to make, because we obviously want to make it brief. I do, um, and also to her point, because I already know what girls will say, well, like, if it's going to be, it's going to, like, it, it'll happen, or, like, that type of thing, that ideology, like, if it's going to be, it's going to be, like, no, no, no. But I, didn't, I, didn't I tell you this? I, I told my friends this, and I told, I think I've, I think I've told you this, but I'll say it again to explain it. So if I'm, if it's supposed to be, and I want to be a millionaire, right? Like if I want something to happen, like if I want to be a millionaire, you think I could just sit on my ass all day, just become a millionaire? Like if it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, it's, if it's going to be, it's going to be. Nope. Then I guess, nah, that's not how it works. If you want something, like you go after it and you commit to it and you take time to be good at it. If it's a craft, if it's a relationship status, or if it's a uh physical mental whatever goal that you're trying to obtain obviously enjoy the process more or less than anything that's what makes it a habit more more or less than just like getting to a point a to point b um shout out atomic habits been i really i've been i've re-listened to it like twice in the past like month um and then that's where i want to get out on that like no like if you want something in your life like if you want to be a mom or like you want to be married one day like you can't just be like hoping some man's going to swoop you up. Same thing for guys. Like you can't just hope somebody's going to like do this, this and this for you and be perfect. There's no such thing as a perfect person, like no such thing. And I think if you believe that, then you will always be forever lonely. Be like, Oh, I'm super secure in myself. Then live alone for the rest of your life, bro. <laughs> you'll be miserable. Yeah, you'll I mean, be I, miserable. I promise you, I promise you, you start getting a little bit older, like, damn, this shit is not as fun as I thought it was. Damn right, it ain't fun. It's fun when you're in twenties. No, but nobody's gonna sit here and lie. She said it's the trenches. It's the fucking trenches out here. But like, people get out of the trenches. A lot of people that we know get out of the trenches, get married, have kids, do all this stuff. And like, I'm sure some of them are gonna end up having a really long, happy life and married together. Some may not be married, but they still got families and kids, and they'll still do what they have to do to make sure they're doing their right, the right thing. They're not saying it's cool just to do X, Y, and Z just because that's what. Emily Ratajkowski said, but no, yeah, I can't yeah. trust the damn. I can't tell. She also low key kind of looks like Pete Davidson, just a much prettier version. <laughs> Get the dark features, the bigger nose. Like, what's her nose? That she's in the bag, but the like, dark eyebrows, dark eyes. Like, like don't get me wrong, Emily's a baddie, but like when she gets to speak in her mind, I personally just you know I I personally don't want anything. It's like shut up and dribble, bro. Shut up and dribble. Shut up and strut. Shut up and strut. <laughs> Shut up and strut. Basically. But like, yeah. It's the same ideology. Yeah. Well, that's what we have today, folks. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Uh, like we said, please like and subscribe. Uh, leave some comments. Tell us what you think 
about Emily. Hopefully you're crazy. Maybe y'all might be coming at us. Maybe we, you know, maybe we're on the wrong path. I don't know. Let us know. I don't personally feel like we do. I don't think there's anything you could enlighten me on, but you can sure as hell try and I welcome you to do so. So for all the fellas out there listening, listen, man, they only want a 1% nigga. So you got to quit your bitching and get your bread up. It's time to hustle, my nigga. It's time to hustle and bristle and get to that bread. For the ladies out here listening, he don't want you, sweetie. I'm trust. If you waiting for a text, guess what? If he ain't text you, he texting somebody else. That's just how it goes. He don't want you. It's But psh, don't worry. Don't worry. It's okay because you're still beautiful and powerful and will always love you. It's the After Dark Podcast. Until next time.